Welcome, everybody, to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. I'm Pete Wright. That's Nikki Kinzer. Hello. And we're... Pete Wright. Yes. We're talking more about work. Putting my HR hat back on. I like your HR hat. <laughs> Goes with everything. It does, right? It's a great hat. <laughs> uh, we're talking about stuff. interviews today, right? So we talked... Last week, yeah. we talked about get, about picking the right career, and now you've picked the career. How do you approach the, uh, getting ready for uh, for the, the courting ritual? That's right. Yeah, it is, right? It really is kind of courting. Um, well, the, the way that I have the outline sort of um, outlined... <laughs> use outline twice isn't that like some bad rule that i'm breaking i don't know if it's a rule <laughs> well no no arrests all acquittals all right good all right. uh so i'm gonna kind of give some general tips of things to do prior to the actual interview um, we're going to talk a little bit about how to practice interviewing um and then some interview tips on you know what to do when you're actually in the interview so it's really and then also some follow-up so there's sort of kind of four sections to this podcast now this is is this this is how you approach this process when you're sitting down and working with let's say you're you've done some coaching with a, a recent college grad or somebody who's looking at a career change this is how you deal with this in your coaching environment right absolutely and right. and really it's the advice i would give to um to a friend, a family member. I mean, just because of the, I, I did so, so uh, many interviews. I was a recruiter for the first probably four years of my HR experience. And so um, interviewing is definitely an expertise of, of what I did when I was in HR. So, it, it, you know, and, and it has changed some. And so hopefully, hopefully it hasn't changed so much that uh, <laughs> I'm giving wrong information here, but I, I don't think so. Um, it's all good stuff. Some of it's going to be reminders. People are going to like, you know, think, yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, but it always amazes me that even if you know that people don't always do it and so um if anything it'll be a good reminder if you're going in for an interview excellent well let's get started so right. i'm i am your uh, i am your potential interviewee what All do i do right. first well you know i think the first thing is to remember you are putting your best self in front of the interviewer and so you got to play that part um and that's easy to say when people really want a job you know they they get this interview and they're very excited and and you definitely want to put your best self fr um, in front and the first thing you want to do is you really want to research the company that has called you um if you don't know them know them very well um definitely get on their website know the job that you're applying for have a really good idea of who they are, where they are, how big they are, what they do, um, and just really know who you're interviewing for. It, nothing is worse than than interviewing somebody and they're just like, um, and what company are you? Or you know that cover that I don't even know if they do cover letters anymore. But I I used to look at cover letters back in the day and um, it, they would have the wrong company on the cover letter because oh. they didn't change it because it's like yeah this, it's like a copy yeah. and paste thing or <laughs> totally uh, so, not good that's um, so awful it's awful yeah so definitely know the company you are interviewing for um write out a list of questions you have about the job i know last week we talked a lot about company culture people you're working with um write out those questions um quite you know w what do you want to know about the company the culture um your boss work style hours you know all of the basic stuff of course but but get that out on paper so you have it in front of you and we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a minute um you want to make 
make sure that you're not just on time for the interview, but that you're about 10 minutes early. And this is really important because I know time management can be very difficult for ADHD. And so um, if this means that you have to practice a drive-by the day before or a few days before your interview, just to make sure you know exactly how much it's going to, or how much time it's going to take for you to get there, or if you're taking a bus or whatever, then do it, practice it. Just, you know, do what you can, especially if you really care about this job. Um, you don't want to be late. Uh, that, you know, just don't be late. Right, right. So practice that if you have to. Make sure your phone is turned off or at least, I mean, it. well, I say put it away. I don't even think the interviewer should even know you have it. Uh, and that's, this... that's a really great way to put it because, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's, on, it's silent. But you know what? You can hear a vibration. Yeah. If it vibrates, you can hear that stuff and you notice and you think that you can't notice. You think it's quiet enough in your briefcase when it's vibrant, but you can notice. Turn it off all the way past. Power down. Well, yeah, and if it's in your pocket and you're moving around, I mean, come on, you know, it's like, it just, I would say you don't even want the interviewer to know you have it. And this includes being in the waiting room. And I don't know if it's just a perception or what, but I, I've seen this in other tips and tricks with interviewing too. Don't even have it with you when you're in the, in the waiting room, just read a magazine that they have available or just sit there quietly. Um, because there's just something about walking out to introduce yourself to someone and they're on their phone. Like, because then you feel like you're interrupting them yeah. and and there's just this perception there. So yeah. Unless, know, just... unless you're pretending to be on the phone and you're saying, no, I'm afraid I, I can't accept your offer of $1 million. <laughs> no, That's I have to right. go. I'm sorry. I have to go. Right. I'll think about that. I'll think about that. I'll get back to you in about a half hour. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got to see how this goes. Yeah, yeah, timing exactly. is really important on that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Um, and, and so with that being said, phone is gone. Um, do you have a pen and, and kind of like a nice notepad, you know, to jot down notes? Even if you don't have notes, it still looks more professional to look like maybe you would have taken notes, you know? Right. Um, and, and I think it's just one of those things that it, it, it can be, you know, you're, you're asking a question and you're listening to what the answer is and you can just kind of jot it down for your own memory. Again, you're kind of using this tool for yourself too, to remember, um, but again, you don't necessarily have to use it, but just have it with you. Um, an extra copy of your resume, I think, is really important, um, especially if there's more than one person interviewing you. They may or may not have a copy, so it might be nice to just have that available to give them that copy if, if you have it. And you also, I think it helps if you have a copy of your resume for yourself to look at. So when, you know, you're not reading upside down on your resume from the interviewers across the table. So if you have it in front of you, you can kind of follow along, you know, when mm -hmm, they're talking mm -hmm. about different jobs that you've had. Does that make sense? Oh, total sense. Or else you could just yeah. scoot, scoot right up real close to them next to them yeah. and Snuggle, <laughs> snuggle a little bit for the resume. As snuggle. your phone yeah. is going off. As your yeah, phone's going off while wearing jean shorts. <laughs> Your exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, and there's the next point. Dress the part, right? <laughs> um, you know, know the company you're interviewing for. And and even if it is more of a casual environment, I would dress it up a notch. Um, so you don't necessarily, I mean, say you know that you're you're applying for kind of a casual environment. People do wear jeans. Um, you don't necessarily have to wear a suit, but I do recommend that you look like you care. And in my own personal 
personal opinion and people can, you know, tell me I'm wrong and that's okay. In my own personal opinion, I wouldn't wear jeans, even if you know that it's okay to wear jeans. Now, I guess if it's a construction job or something like that, it could be a different story. So it, it may not always be that way, but my personal preference is that you step it up a little bit and almost act like you're going, you know, what would you wear to church or what would you wear to a wedding or yeah, you know, I, you know. I had somebody uh, uh, somebody tell me they always appreciate when people dress up one notch, right? Yeah. So whatever whatever that is, you know, if it's a jeans culture, wear slacks or khakis and a nice shirt, you know. If exactly. It's a, if it's slacks or khakis and a nice shirt, put on a blazer, you know. Uh, uh, you know, at what point, you know, here in Portland, uh, it, it takes an awful lot to, to get you to strap on a tie uh, for, for men. But, you know, that that's really what we're talking about. You know, you it, make sure you're always, always outdressing the interviewer by just a notch. Just a notch. Because, again, it's, a, it's that best self that you're putting forward and that first impression is is important and uh you know with that being said make sure your clothes are in good shape that they're not wrinkled um that there's nothing too distracting like if you're a woman don't wear tons of jewelry you know or heavy perfume or cologne please Um, please don't wear heavy perfume or cologne that is that is there you know we we actually just had an experience with with my daughter's teacher who had to send a note out to parents saying i am extremely sensitive to smells and uh, uh you know it's it's it gives me an allergic headache almost immediately. Please don't come into my classroom or conferences or anything wearing heavy perfume. And that's something I, I think we have to be sensitive of in this, you know, this day and age. It's just subdued. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. take that part of it down a notch. Yeah. Can you crank it down just, just a notch. Don't. Exactly. Yeah. So. And, you know, this last point is, is really funny to me. Um, but it, it is practice your handshake. <laughs> I know oh. it seems so strange, but as an interviewer, I'm telling you, we notice. We notice if you're going to break my hand, and I notice if your handshake is really wimpy, you know? So you, you have to practice it, and, um, you know, the, the, the best advice I can give is, you know, be confident, give them a nice firm handshake, look at them straight in the eye, say, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for having me today. And just be, you know, be that presence, be that strong enough presence that you're confident and you're excited and smile, you know, don't, don't do that without the smile, make sure you smile. Um, But that first impression, um, those first, that first minute is really important. Um, in my opinion, again, this is just my opinion, but, um, practice it, practice it with your partner, with your friends, with your mom, your dad, whatever. That's a tough one for, for, uh, for me to imagine somebody saying that you don't need to practice your handshake. Uh, of course you need to practice your, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there is a, there is a mirroring behavior that many people in their handshakes don't get. Like, you know, you shake hands and you try to mirror the pressure of the person that you're shaking hands with. Right. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the rule. Right. You, mm-hmm. As long as you're not outdoing the person you're shaking hands with, you'll end up at a comfortable, firm squeeze. Right. Uh, and and uh, that's that's what you practice. And, and it's OK to practice with somebody, with your kids, with your spouse, with your partner, with the friends. It's OK. Or yeah. just be aware of it as you're shaking hands. Be constantly aware. Am I going too far? Am I trying to to uh, put on airs by squeezing too hard? Mm-hmm. Right? That's that doesn't make a good impression. No, All no. Right. 
Okay, so practice the interviewing, and this is really that role-playing, mock interviews, and um, and this is great because really one of the biggest challenges that I've seen with ADHD is that ruminating effect where you're really trying to get your point across, so you keep saying the same thing over and over again, but maybe in a different way, or you keep bringing up examples to drive the point home. Pete, you have any idea what I'm talking about here? No. Maybe. You're, you, no, and, and you may not because it's you know you may not. Um, but I bet you there's a listener that that is out there thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. a little wordy. I'm a little wordy. I do. I absolutely know what you're talking about. I, I you. I know you're talking yeah. to me. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Well, and then the other thing that can happen, right? And this is just stuff to be aware of, is that you've gotten distracted in your own answer, and so now you're talking about something completely different than what they were asked. You know what right. they asked of you, and so really, kind of as a whole, these two things: this ruminating thing that's happening, and then this distraction where you're getting off of the subject completely, you know, you're talking too much. And so, um, it's something you can practice. And that's what I would really suggest is that, uh, practice a mock interview with a friend, your coach, um, your accountability partner, you know, I'm going to throw that word back in there. Um, because I think that's important, but actually practice an interview, figure out what some likely questions might be and just practice what your answers are going to be making the answers clear to the point, positive, um, and get feedback from the person who you're practicing with. You know, did that, did that, go on too long? Did I get my point across? Did you know what I was saying? You know, and, and have them be honest with you, um, I think can be really important, but practice it. I mean, that's the best advice that I've gotten for myself and Mm -hmm. and that I can give to people is just to really, um, get comfortable with answering interview type questions, you know? Right. Right. And, And don't fear silence. Yeah, right. Well, that's an interview trick. Like I purposely had silence put into my interviews because what I found is that when I was silent, they kept talking. Right. And that's, that's a, that's one of those things that I think is the, that's sort of a reverse trick. Like when you're finished with your point and there is silence, don't worry about it. Like, you know, you're finished, be finished Mm -hmm. because as soon as you keep talking, you're going to screw something up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point because yeah, you just, it's okay to be, to be done and, and ask for the next question or just look at the interviewer and then the interviewer knows that it's their cue. It's yeah. the balls in their court now. Um, and this goes back to reviewing your, you know, when you, when I said have your own resume in front of you, I definitely think you need to know your resume very well. Of course you, you do, it's your life and, and everything, but I definitely would, um, just, you know, go through the highlights of each job and what do you want um, the interviewer to know. And, and going back to that strength finder that we talked about last week, you know, is there strengths here that I can highlight from certain jobs and just really get kind of an idea of what you want, how you want to come across Mm -hmm. and, and practice that, um, with your, with your mock interview. And then I think the last piece with the practice is practice listening. Um, you know, it's really easy to kind of get ahead of ourselves and listen to half of the question and then want to interrupt and just answer it right away. Um, so we want to make sure that the interviewer is done with the question and they're waiting for us to answer and, and really practice listening. Um, and then it also gives you kind of a second to, to, for you to also kind of think about what you're going to say 
that any i mean what are your thoughts on that i mean i'm curious to well in, in terms of practice listening i, I yeah. think that's a, that is super important and, and i think the uh, you know the, the the trick here is you know again we, we talked about if you keep talking you'll screw something up well that's that's part of the challenge because in your head if you're not if you're not truly focused on what the person is saying to you uh, you will spin off in your head and start answering the question in your head and that will distract you long enough to miss key points so mm-hmm. I you know I, I got some advice from an interview uh, coach years and years ago and they, it, it has served me well in just about every facet of my life, which is, you remember, an interview sounds really high pressure, and for many, it is, right? Your livelihood, your career may be on the line, but an interview is also just a conversation. When you are just talking with someone, what are you doing? You are listening to them, you're engaging them, you're asking them questions and giving responses to their questions. It's a give and take. And as soon as you just feel like you're being grilled, you will distract yourself, you'll stop listening, you'll stop paying attention, and you'll say something dumb. Mm, very good point. Yeah, Just it is. A conversation. It's a conversation. Yeah. Well, and something that we talk about in coaching, it's a dance. It's kind of like that, you know, going back and forth, who's leading and who's right. following. And, and it's that dance of, you know, just flow. And so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, great advice. That's a good way to put it. Now, when you're in the actual interview, um, one of the things that is very common if you go to any kind of site for interview tips, you know, don't be negative about your past employers or your bosses. And it seems so obvious. It seems like that's common sense. Um, but I saw it time and time again where people would talk negative. Um, they probably didn't intend to, but then it kind of just came out, right, with that silence that they couldn't you know, have or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so really just keeping in mind that you want to stay positive. And even if you had the worst experience ever and your boss was horrible, um, you know, just don't talk about it. Don't talk about that experience. You can either, you know, either leave it out or just take the positive out of the experience and maybe not talk about the boss, him or herself or whatever. Um, but we really want to just stick to the, to the facts and, you know, a lot of times that negativity becomes your opinion and we don't want that. We just want to stay clear from that negativity. Yeah. You know, there's another thing, not just, just, uh, you know, negativity about your boss, but negativity about your life. That's so true. You know, right. you, yeah. you run into these situations where you, when you get uncomfortable and you're, maybe you are running a little bit late. Maybe you are having a, a tough time right now. Maybe your car was repoed. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you're behind due on payments. Maybe the phone company was not nice to you in a support call. Wh- whatever it is, the person interviewing you does not care. Right. And they will care, not in your favor, as soon as you bring it up. Right. They don't know you. You're another face in the crowd. You want to give the absolute best impression. And talking about how your life is falling apart, uh, how your family's crazy, how you your in-laws, oh, everybody has terrible in-laws, it, you know, those are not stories that are appropriate at all for an interview. No. They're just not appropriate. Absolutely. Stay away from all of that. Stay away. Uh, Now, we talked a little bit about this last week, and we'll kind of expand it here, is having those questions um, ready for you to to ask the interviewer. Um, It was kind of homework from above, right? You're you're Mm -hmm. doing the research um, of the company. You've you've written down some questions and bring those to you or bring those with you to the interview. And, um, you know, ask about the job. Be curious about the job. You know, don't just look at the job description and think, 
okay, that's it. I mean, really ask questions about it. Dig a little deeper, um, you know, to really see if you're a good fit. And, uh, you know, be be a little bit careful of the kinds of questions. I mean, I think you do want to know benefits and salary, but a lot of times that stuff will come out anyway. Like they'll give that information to you if it's, if it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to come across being that it's all about what is in it for me. Like that's negative. Like if you're only, if the only questions you're asking is how much are you going to pay me and, and what are my benefits? Um, that's not good enough. I yeah. mean, that, that that's not always going to be a good a good impression. And the salary thing can definitely be a tricky tricky subject. And I really would follow the lead of the interviewer. Um, they they may bring it up to you. If they don't follow your instinct, um, ask them what the next steps are. That could be a way to get kind of a feeling of you know, are there two interviews? Are there third or fourth interviews? You know, what's the process here that I have to go through. Um, and that may clue you in on whether or not it's the time to even talk about salary. If you're going through a a two or three interview process, then I can probably pretty much guarantee you the first interview, unless you already know it, it's probably not the right time. Um, but again, most of the time, I don't, I I really don't think you go into a job not knowing at all what it pays. I mean, I I think you, you know, at some point you'll have some general idea. Um, or you wouldn't be interviewing for it. I mean, frankly, if you didn't know at least a range, a range or something, there are so many better questions to ask than that. You know, how does a, how do you handle it when an employee wants to work from home? How does the company work in small teams? Uh, you know, let's talk about the culture of what it's like to really contribute here and uh, and and not get stuck in the in the it's so hard not to get stuck in the in the details of salary and benefits because that's really what you're focused on uh but there you can learn so much more about what your ex- that will define your experience at the company if you get the job mm-hmm. uh everything else will come out in the wash mm-hmm. absolutely um, and then as far as follow-up goes, I mean, I always, you know, depending on, I guess, the type of position you're applying for, I, I worked for a credit union um, when I did most of my HR experience. And so, um, and we ranged in in positions as far as like the level. Um, but I always think it's nice for you to, to send a note, you know, whether that is even through an email or a little thank you note. Um, I wouldn't text. I still don't think the texting is really as much even though it's really popular, I, I don't think I would do it. I think I would, I would send an email before I would send a text. Um, but just checking in and following up on the process, how are they doing? And eventually you'll know if, if you got to the next level or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to bug them. You know, I remember having some people that just called every day and it's like, okay, enough, we'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but a little follow-up I think is always positive. Excellent. It shows you care, right? I mean, it shows that you really want the job and if they're on the fence and they don't know who to hire, that could just be the thing that makes them, you know, make the decision. So Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's the truth. Uh, this is, uh, this is, is such good material. I hope this is useful for folks because it's even useful for me and I'm not interviewing for anything. <laughs> uh, and, uh, again, if you, uh, if you're in this process, if you find that you are, uh, you're going out for interviews now, you're graduating, you you need to put on the best face, get a coach, call Nikki, set up some time to talk and use her. She is an expert in this. Her background is just perfect. So use Nikki and, and, uh, and, and get yourself in uh, ship shape for your first 
first uh, round of interviews. And it's a career change too. Not only if yeah. you just graduated, but um, yeah, if you're looking for a career change for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Good conversation. Thank you everybody for joining us, for listening to us. Thank you, Nikki, for your wisdom and expertise as always. And uh, you can find out more about the show at TakeControlOrganizing.com. Just click on podcast. You can learn more about what we're doing there and join the conversation at Facebook.com slash TakeControlADHD, Twitter.com slash TakeControlADHD, all the various social platforms. We're there. We appreciate your kind comments and words on the iTunes uh, podcast directory. If you have a minute to leave us a kind note there, that really helps other people discover the show. And that's it. Until next week, I'm Pete Wright. That's Nikki Kinzer. This has been Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Thank you.